Bulls, and welcome to an all-new Bulls in the Ring. What'd you think about the debate? Was Trump rude? Was Biden out of his mind? Who knows? Who cares? To me, I think Trump won, but what do you think, Joe? Oh, alright, I guess we're diving right into this. <laughs> oh, we're diving. Um, so I watched the debate. Um, it was probably the most highly um, anticipated debate for quite a while. Yes. And, uh, probably since, well, I mean, Trump and Clinton four years ago was pretty uh, anticipated also. But uh, it was the shit show that everyone thought it was going to be. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I thought, I didn't like that Trump didn't let Biden speak. He cut him off every single time he went to talk. Um, why, you know, why did he attack his kid? Because his kid's a crackhead. But what does that have to do with anything? Well, because... It, it, well, I, all right, I'll get into this I really, first. I, I guess really, that. I really want to know because if it has nothing to do with that'd be like me attacking your girls. No, no. Well, this is why because there are rumors out there, and it's pretty strong rumors that Hunter Biden was, with no experience in energy, was placed on the board of a company called Burisma. Mm-hmm. It was a Ukrainian uh, energy company, gas company, I believe, and he had no experience. He was given like. It was, like, a ridiculous amount a month to, like, do this, like, he was making tens of thousands of dollars a month to do this with no experience, and when the Ukrainians were going to investigate it, he threatened to withhold money from Ukraine, I think it was military uh, aid, because at the time they were having issues with Russia, Mm -hmm. and he um, threatened to withhold aid. Uh, essentially a quid pro quo for the main prosecutor to be fired. So things that they pretty much blamed Trump for with the fake Russian collusion that was disproven for anyone out there. It was disproven Mm -hmm. that what Joe was or what everyone in the liberal side of the camp was accusing Trump of Biden was doing. And I think that's where he came at it. And the fact that, Hunter Biden is a piece of shit, and I think liberals will even admit that. He's a drug addict who was kicked out of the military, confirmed on that, and he banged his dead brother's wife, and then he ended up getting a stripper pregnant, and it's not even like a good stripper. Like, if you got a stripper pregnant in, you know, New York, L.A., Vegas, any major city, it's one thing. He got an, I believe it was in Arkansas, an Arkansas stripper pregnant, and then just like he made all these tens of thousands of dollars a month from this uh, gas company, but then tries to say that he has no money. Wait, the tr- uh, now, because Biden had another son that was, well, he was military also, but he was like, yes. uh, but he died? He died. Bo. Yeah, Bo, when, when did he die? See, I, don't, I don't know any of this crap. Uh, I'm not sure how long ago he died, and was it, I... Was it while being in the military, like he, uh, like overseas kind of thing? No, no, no. It wasn't anything like that. I think he might have died of cancer, maybe. Oh, that sucks. Well, I I, I don't think Trump came off well. (laughs) I really don't. 
I think if he let Biden talk and then do the rebuttal, I think it would have been a lot better. I just don't like that he kept interrupting because I do want to hear. Look, I'm not going to vote Biden, but I do want to hear what he has to say. And I kind of I like hearing views. I like seeing what's going to go back and forth. But it was just constant cutting off and it became at some points unlistenable. Um, and uh, the moderator, I thought, was a jackass. He had no control over it whatsoever. No. Chris Wallace, no. Yeah, uh, terrible. Oh, a, a terrible registered moderator. Democrat? Yeah. Who were, yeah, I, yeah but I, I mean, yeah, I thought that was a little bullshit that they had someone that was kind of on the uh, Democratic side of things hosting it. But, I mean, in this day and age, I guess... Well, it's always anyone in the I media mean, is pretty much Donna Brazil from Donna Brazil from last uh, time where she right. was giving Clinton answer or the questions. It's all bullshit. But uh, if everyone who sits there and thinks, oh, Trump was rude, Trump cut him off, this, that and the other, Trump wouldn't let him speak. If you actually go back and watch the debates, Trump is given the first question. He is given two minutes. It is uninterrupted. Biden then is given a question. He is given two minutes and uninterrupted. Mm -hmm. Trump is now given his second question. He starts speaking, and Biden is the first one to interrupt. So everyone who sits there and is throwing stones at at Joe or at uh, Trump, it was Joe that started the interruptions. I I must have. I mean, maybe that did happen. Uh, I don't don't remember because it was so early in the debate that I kind of just forgot about it. Um... There was something else I wanted to bring up, too. Um, I don't remember, but, but I, I think it was the first debate. Now, there was supposed to be a second debate next week, but due to the events of uh, this past week, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, breaking news out of Friday is now President Trump has coronavirus and his wife. Yes. Um, so they're going to be in quarantine for at least two weeks. So this kind of puts the debates on hold, I would, I would assume, correct? Uh, I mean, they could do it virtually. Yeah, but if you're sick, I mean, I don't know, when, when I'm sick and I have the flu, the last thing I want to do is sit in front of a computer and argue with somebody. I want to just lay there and die, <laughs> you know? But you do this every month. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been okay for almost... I've been okay. I've been okay recently. Cause I've been quarantined. <laughs> well, again, I, I Trump walked himself onto uh, Marine Marine One, I believe he uh, mm-hmm. used to get to uh, Walter Reed. So he walked on there. He walked off. You know, uh, and again, really, there's there's right now there's no uh, cure for this, if you will, or no treatment. It's mm-hmm. sit there. And let it run its course. I mean, yes, you if you can't breathe, they put you on a ventilator, which in some stories has caused, escalated more death in it. Yeah. So, pretty much, there. If as long as you don't need a ventilator, it's pretty much just sit and ride it out. I mean... Depending on, depending on what you're, yeah, like, depending on if you had any, any underlying illnesses. Yeah. Um... I mean, it, it's a, it's essentially a flu. You just have to kind of, you know, take your vitamins and drink orange juice and eat and drink and, you know, just kind of weather the storm. It's it, There's nothing that, you know, 
it's not like they can give you an IV or they can give you, you know, whatever. It's just kind of grit and bear it. How many, um, how many debates are there? I think there's usually three and then there is a That's the like, VP's debate. Okay, yeah, I always thought there was three of them. And you're right, there's a vice president one too. But mm-hmm. I don't think, do you ever watch, do you watch that one? I don't think a lot of people do. I'm actually more excited about that one in recent time than I ever have been. Mm. Why, because Kamala? Yeah, because she's just, she is just, to me, a complete hypocrite. So it's going to be great to see her do that. Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of what people complain about with Pence is the same-sex marriage things, because he's a very uh, religious person. And again, are we going to start attacking people's you know freedom of religion? And essentially, this, I think, is going to set up the attacks that they're going to do with him is what they're going to do with the attacks on uh, Amy Coney Barrett for Supreme Court justice. It's going to be essentially what they're going to attack Pence on for his religious beliefs are what they're going to go after her with. Okay. So I, I, I almost see it like a preview of what's going to happen when they try to uh, nominate her or when it's going to the Senate to nominate her. Okay. But, yeah. So, I I honestly, uh, I didn't like the fact that, um, and you hear a lot of, you know, Trump didn't uh, condone the white supremacist thing. He's done it a hundred times and every other different thing. The anarchy of this thing, he didn't say, yes, I support them. He told them to stand back, okay? I I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know if I looked away, but I completely missed that part. So when everyone started talking about it, I was like, I don't remember that ever happening. Maybe I took my, like, uh, maybe I just turned away from the TV for a moment or or whatever, but I don't remember that ever happening. Yeah, I mean, I think that, it's so you know, stupid. It's, they, they took his words and I think they twisted it onto what they wanted it to be. Hmm. I don't, you know, it's not like he's like, yes, I support them or yes, right. I, you know. I'm a card-carrying member of the KKK. There was nothing like that. They, they put the media spin on it, as usual. But no one is talking about Biden call, telling the president to shut up, calling him a clown, you know, all these things. Well, that kind of – I mean, I'm not, I'm not defending Biden. That kind of uh, – what do they call it? Is it pie-throwing or what, uh, mudslinging? Mudslinging. That, that kind of mudslinging is typical for debates. I remember um, – Bush and uh, the guy in 04. Uh, he flip-flopped. The flip-flopper. What was his name? From 04. Oh, God. What was his name? Was he a Republican? No. Mitt was, Romney? Was, no, no, no. It was Democrat. It was when Bush was... When Bush... W. Bush was going for re-election. Um, oh, I, I could see his face. He had like a long face. Oh, John Kerry. Ke- was it John Kerry? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, yeah, I think you're right. So I remember they kind of were saying stuff, not so much like this past week. That was just vicious, but they they, um, they had some words thrown at each other. And I think every, for the most part, most presidential debates kind of do. Um, I know Clinton, when uh, four years ago, Clinton and Trump, Trump, they were going after each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I think that's kind of basically what happens at these sort of things. I hear you. Yeah. And I mean, one way or the other, you're going to need a villain. And 
you know, some people will say Trump's a villain. Trump. I'm going to say Biden's a villain. Yeah. <laughs> Trump is like a... <laughs> Trump, to me, is like a George Steinbrenner. You either love him or you fucking hate him. Yes. <laughs> and so he's like that kind of villain. Absolutely. And that's what brings us into our episode tonight <laughs> on Bulls in the Ring. We are going to be talking about the our favorite movie villains. Mm-hmm. With it being the uh, month of October, a villain could be sadistic, a villain could be creepy, a villain could be anything that you sympathetic in something. Now, Tom, I don't know about you, but for my list, I chose to keep off comic book villains. Yes. So, you won't see Loki on here, you won't see the Joker, because if I had, if I included them, half this list would probably be a comic book villain, and the Joker would probably be very close to the top. Really? Well, it's the, yeah, the Joker's probably one of the most evil villains of all time. Okay. I mean, it also depends which Joker you're going to look for. Is it going to be Jack Nicholson Joker? Is it going to be Heath Ledger? But yeah. So I chose, because I think that deserves its own list. That maybe we'll do at a certain point in time. But I stuck with movies. That's not. For the most part, they originated in movies or books. But their most popular persona is from the big screen. Yes. Oh, I am drinking my beer. <laughs> yeah, I took I took a thing there. Um, mine. I may have some uh, controversial ones, as usual. Mm-hmm. But I think I can I can articulate why they should be in there. And <laughs> okay, there's gonna be someone on this list. That- it's just going to be so out of left field. I know it. Uh, yes, I, I could see one, and you're going to maybe argue the fact with me, but once I explain it, you're going to see it more of in the light of, okay, I get it. I have a feeling there's going to be someone on there, and I don't want to say who it is, but I have a feeling this this person's going to be on this list, and he's not portrayed as a villain. <laughs> okay. Right. I'll I'll say it after the list is done, or if you get to this person. Okay. Uh, I think I'm. I'll start. And this character, if you will, had many inc- incarnations. I guess you could say. So I can't say it was a specific model, if you will, but it was just because of where they came from. Okay. And that's the Terminator. Hmm. I can't say it was the T-1000. I can't say if it was, you know, whatever model it was. And technically, I mean, it really would be Skynet that would be the villain mm-hmm. in the incarnation of who these are. But I'm just going with the, the straight-up Terminators, whether it be um, Robert Patrick as the uh, the one that was all... Uh, the T-1000. The T-1000, yeah. or what, however you want to look at it. To me, just a great... Uh, villain, because going from Terminator, the, the Terminator, to T2, the way that they they made, um, what's his name? Who was it? Uh, Linda, Linda Hamilton's character? Yeah. Uh, Just Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. 
how she was just so terrified of this and had this whole thing in her head, knowing what the future was going to be, but that no one believed her and they didn't really realize the evil that was there. And it, and it showed itself. It showed itself, what, uh, 15 years earlier? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From the first to the second. Right. And it was a, if you will, a living, breathing uh, entity that was out there killing people, but no one believed her, and she believed it. Well, she saw it. She knew that it was true, and it was just such a great villain that even at the point where it was there to help her, she was still just completely petrified of it. That made it such a good villain. Now, it's funny you had that as number 10. I had the T-1000 as a runner-up. Like that, okay. team, like it almost cracked my top ten. But the reason why I decided not to have the T one thousand or uh, the T eight hundred, which was the Arnold Schwarzenegger one, is because they were created to hate. You know, True. like so. You what you basically what you said is is spot on with what I think. Skynet is the enemy. The yes. main bad guy is Skynet in Terminator. Is the villain. Yeah, is the villain. So, And they send these machines back in time to kill. They were programmed to hate and kill their target or whoever. So that's, essentially it was artificial intelligence. Re- pretty much. Now, you know, obviously... It gained, it gained in, hatred. Yeah. So that, that, and that's why I sort of kept them off the list because the rest of them are just... They've come to hate, whereas these were pretty much created to hate. Okay. I, I, I like I like that you you thought of it that way, and I'm glad that we both saw that Skynet was the yeah. the, the real villain. But for the record, it, it's their superb villains. I mean that yes. that first that first ter- second Terminator is more of an action movie, but that first Terminator is like a thriller. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, and you really the part I always loved the best in that first movie is when she's at the club, and. The Terminator comes in and just starts blowing fucking people away just to get to her. Yeah. Um, just such a fantastic scene. It's a really good movie. And it's just so funny, the differences between those two movies. Like, T2 really kind of took it in a different direction. Yes, Whereas it but made start, it, it so good. It, yeah, oh yeah. And the, the worst part is, if they ever did have any... If they could have kept the success of those, those would have been... Absolutely, one of maybe the best best. They would have been the Star Wars of sci-fi, if you will, for that. Uh, on on the 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 future, you know, coming back like like kind of a, a Back to the Future esque thing. Yeah, they could have been the best, but just the the movies that followed it up were not good. They, it really is disappointing because those first two movies are really in a league of their own, and then you had the the third one, which had the chick Terminator, which was okay. It was alright. Um, then you had the fourth one with Christian Bale, which I really enjoyed. Um, Arnold wasn't in it. They had like some kind of like um, hologram sort of thing. Uh, yes. Uh, CGI-ish. Mm-hmm. Like a cameo. It almost kind of like, th- that movie brought you to the start of like everything happening. Yeah. It was, it was, a, it was a, I enjoyed it as a prequel. Yeah, I like, I mean, I liked it. It, it definitely... I mean, you either love or you hate it. I've seen both online that people really didn't like it that much. Um, I, But I remember enjoying it very much. Um, and then after that, I did not see the last two Terminator movies just because they looked bad. And from what I've heard, they were bad. I didn't mind the last one with Linda Hamilton yeah. coming back. I, I actually liked that one because it 
essentially it um what is it red booked um red book the the last like three yeah it, I heard it pretty much takes place after T two and yeah. it just wipes the other movies out of existence yes like what the Halloween movies did yes right. Now, I have a question, because you said this. Did you put these in order of your, from 10 to 1? I did. Oh, okay, I did not. So that that was <laughs> not my did, number 10. We agreed to do that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, right. I can easily put it back in. No, no order. worries. Okay, put it in order. Do you what you got to do, because uh, let's talk about my number 10. Okay. Uh, we're going from one Arnold movie to another Arnold movie. And I picked The Predator. Oh, okay. Which is in, uh, ex- which, uh, the real name... This is hard to pronounce. They're known as uh, I can't pronounce this. Y a u t j a. What what watchas yachas or hishkuten is uh, I guess their proper extraterrestrial species. Um, first introduced in the 1987 movie Predator, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I love the fact that I mean most part most alien movies like they're pretty mindless. They're just these savage beings where the predator is like tactical and is just uh, he's all about the hunt. So yes. I mean, so I guess you could kind of say he's not so much like a villain that came to hate. He was sort of just bred to hate. He just was. Or if there is even hate, he might just—I don't know. I just—I I always loved the character of it, and I loved that it was just a different kind of an alien, so to speak. Okay. Kind of like a fat or a man- Mandalorian, like they're. Yeah. This is all they know. That's pretty much a good comparison. Like he's like a Mandalorian, except he doesn't really talk. But uh, yes. yeah, it's pretty. He much- does make a noise, Joe. If you would like to. I could. Do- all right. I don't know if that'll pick up or not, but... <laughs> I could hear it over here. Okay, but then I guess it's like For that. anyone who has ever been to a movie and heard that noise, <laughs> that was Joe in the, in, during the darkness of a... the beginning of a movie. I had... Funny story about that. I went to go see... Um, I think it was the first Alien vs. Predator movie, or maybe it was... Uh, it was one of the Predator movies. I don't remember which one. Years ago. And it got dark, and it was quiet at one point in the movie, and I just cut my hands, and I went... And the kid in front of me jumped, and he's looking all around like, "What the fuck did I come from?" <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty funny, but uh, yeah. So number ten is the predator. Uh, I mean, I can, you could definitely argue he doesn't belong on this list. I kind of threw him in there because I just love that first movie, and I love the character of the predator. And I think he is a. You don't really see the predator as a protagonist in a movie. It's always the antagonist, and. Uh, it just fast. I just, I just really like those movies, and I like that character of the Predator. And again, though, like a uh, like a Terminator franchise, the you know the first one was amazing, and then it definitely trailed off at the end. Yeah, it did. Well, you can. I mean, t- the second Terminator was good, also, but the second, yeah, the second Predator for years I hated. It. I went back and watched it maybe like a year or two ago, and it wasn't that bad. If you I mean, it's different. Uh, Danny Glover's in it. He was always yes. fantastic. Um, he was too old for that shit. He was. He was too old for that shit. But it was a. It was. It was a different kind of movie. But uh, it wasn't so bad. And then the ones after it kind of shit the bed. But that's. You know, what are you gonna do? 
Oh, understandable. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go with my next one, and it is Nurse Ratchet from uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Okay, nice. Just a, not a villain in the aspect of killing people or, um, you know, torture or anything like that. It was just the the mental, um, how she would, like, mentally fuck with people. Um, Brad Dorf, you know, I think uh, Billy was his character. She made him, like, commit suicide and just kind of, like, shrugged it off. Just like, an, not so much a villain, but just an evil person. Mm-hmm. Just an evil, evil person. And I just, I everything about it, I thought she was amazing in it. And it was such a good movie. It was... Uh, did, did she win the Academy Award for that? I'm or not she, sure I if think she, she did, was nominated. if she didn't, she should have. Because that was an excellent... That one did win a bunch of uh, Academy Awards, I think. Oh, it's a, it's a fantastic movie. Yes. It's a great and movie. I, out of every character, I mean, everyone likes Jack Nicholson in it. Mm-hmm. But her character, out of everyone in the movie, I liked her the best. Because she had the best character. I like the big Indian in that movie. Big Indian? He now, throws did, the thing through the window and they jump the, out? The water, the water cooler, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you see there's a, a show on Netflix now called Ratchet? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's... I almost watch it, but the per, it's from um, that Ryan Murphy. He does, like, American Horror Story. American? Okay. So, so the person who plays Nurse Ratchet is... Um, and I can't think of her name, but she was in um, she was in all those American Horror Stories, and she was in the um, the uh, um, uh, the O.J. Simpson show. Okay, I think I know who you're talking um, about. She 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 talks weird. Is, is she the lesbian that's with the older yes, chick? Yeah, she's with someone that's like forty years older than her. Yes, I can't think of her name. I can see her face, and I just can't think yeah, of it right she, now. She she she's pretty much in every single Ryan Murphy show. Yes. <laughs> that's his. That's his uh, muse. That's like uh, Sherry Moon Zombie, or Rob mm. Zombie. He, she's just in fucking everything. And I saw she play. And I'm like, I can't. I can't stand. I can't stand her as an actress. So I just avoided it. Did she? Did she dye her hair for the role? Um, I believe so. I believe oh, okay. so. Yeah. And go on Netflix if you if you like hover above it, like highlight it. It, it plays like a trailer. Oh, all right. Yeah. So yeah, she she would be, you know, I'm gonna make her number nine. I'll make the Terminator number mm-hmm. number ten. Very good. So okay, Max Katie from Cape Fear. Which one? Oh, I gotta I gotta go with De Niro. Okay, <laughs> I gotta go with De Niro. Just I never saw the original, so maybe I'm probably a little biased, but. Uh, De Niro, for I mean, with the exception of recent times, uh, you know, you you probably dislike him now as many people do, but yes. uh, he's, he is a great actor, and I loved him in this movie. Like he just plays just the biggest piece of shit. Uh, so basically, Max Cady is uh, he holds a grudge against the attorney. Now, I always forget, did the attorney represent him and didn't get him off, or was he opposing him and sent him to jail? I can't remember. If, I'm assuming he probably represented him. That's what I think, and he couldn't get him off, and uh, he got sent to jail for, I believe it was rape? Rape, or assault. It was something along those lines. So basically, he's in prison, and the entire time he's in prison, he's just intent 
and focusing on the day he gets out to go after this attorney like he's working out and just kind of biding his time until he's released. And then he gets out and just makes life a living hell. Um, in the in the in the remake, it's Nick Nolte that plays the attorney. Yes. Um, uh, and he like stalks the wife and uh, all this other shit, and just uh, I just I love that character because he just he's so uh, just bad, you know, just a bad guy. There's just hate with him. Yeah, that's all he's like. He's just. Full of hate, he just he has one yeah. thing in mind, and that's to just make this guy's life as big of a hell as he had to endure in prison. What I find great about this movie is they remade it, and they made it with a something that would be modern, right? The way that uh, De Niro had to play with the rape and everything, but the original with uh, Mitchum, it was great because when you think about this, the way that this movie was. It was way ahead of its time. Okay. For being a movie that was made then, to have that kind of plot and and the way that it came out, mm-hmm. it, to me, I thought that was great. For it being, you know, it's it, it wasn't, you know, you had uh, It's a Wonderful Life and you had all those, like, uh, good-natured movies. And, you know, like, a, a bad guy in a movie back then would be a, um, it was like Cowboys and Indians. It was you know, war movies. It was things like that where this was actually a person mm-hmm. that I thought was really, uh, it really, like I said, it was, it was ahead of its time. And with the remake, it was probably one of my favorite De Niro roles because he, he like in, encompassed it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And that, that's what I liked about it. Yeah, well, that's a that's a true actor. He just like you really just kind of dive right into that role and you live and breathe it. Yes. And I thought he did a great job and just made that character so despicable. All right. These two are, I guess you could say, would be my. Uh... All right, I'm gonna go with this one first since I didn't put them in. I'm putting them in kind of mental order right now. Okay. And that would be Shooter McGavin. Okay. Just a a villain, but in a complete comedy role, mm-hmm. but just an asshole. He was just a just a typical asshole, and that's what made him so good. And the fact that he he had great line, you know, great um, like one liners in it, and it was just an oddball thing to have something like that with a movie about golf. And him just being, you know, when it all cost, hire a guy to come and fucking drive a uh, Volkswagen Beetle onto the, the the course. Just everything about it. He was just like, I don't want to say hate in there. It was just, I, I can't say, like, we've pretty much said how different each villain has been so far. Some were bred to hate. Some were, uh, they just, it manifested through being in prison. It was things like that. But this guy was just. He was at the top of his game, and he just couldn't take losing. Mm-hmm. It was almost like, uh, I guess you could say his his villainness came from egomania. Yeah, and that's what I that's what I just I and he just had such a great way of doing it, and it's just so memorable to me as just being a, a an asshole. <laughs> like, 
there's no nice way of putting it. He, you know, most villains, I don't think you would say are assholes, but he was. Yeah. From the bits and pieces I've seen in that movie, yeah. <laughs> You've never seen that whole we've, movie? We've been over this. My wife, I me- I mentioned this to my wife a couple weeks ago, and even she could not believe. I have never seen that whole movie before. That's oh probably the only popular Adam Sandler movie I have never fully seen. I've seen the beginning, I've seen the end, and I've seen the Bob Barker fight. Never mm-hmm. seen anything else in between all that. It's shocking. That that's that's really shocking. It is. I don't know why because I love those. I love those '90s Adam Sandler movies: Waterboy, Billy Madison. Wedding Singer, all those. Like, I really enjoy those movies. Big Daddy. Um, that's the only one. And that's probably considered to be, like, his best movie. Oh, yeah. I would say. I, I've never fully <laughs> seen it. I would and say I, Billy Madison, because I, I quote that one more. Oh, that, I think, to me, to me, it's Billy Madison. That's my favorite. Yes. But I've also never seen Happy Gilmore. So, and at this point, it's like, I want to watch it, but I'm like, I've gone 20-something years without seeing it. Let's see how far I can take it. <laughs> And see, the, I guess maybe you could say that in uh, who I can't remember uh, the character's name, but from Billy Madison, he was a bigger asshole, but he wasn't funny. He wasn't like likable. Where Shooter McGavin was almost a little bit likable because mm-hmm. okay. of his arrogance. You know what I mean? Well, like the guy in you know, Billy Madison, he was like a little twerp. He was like yeah. the, he was like a little weasel. Yeah, and that's what I, I. I mean, he was a great villain too, but. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, he's not I guess a, grasp as well for me. He wasn't yeah, as a well-rounded villain. A decent. He's a, like a decent antagonist, but I wouldn't put him anywhere near as a great villain. Yeah. He's a he's so, a great antagonist, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, you done? I am done. Okay. Number eight for me, um, Michael Myers. Okay. From the original Halloween. All okay, right. I'm not talking about the recent ones or the Rob Zombie remakes. I'm talking about the very first guy, the very first movie, um, before all the hoopla and all the lore that surrounded the Michael Myers character. You had just a normal guy who was a kid. sick, twisted kid, killed his sister on Halloween night, um, got out of the psych ward, and then just went on a killing spree in his old neighborhood. Um it's it's very. I mean, this is uh, what 1978. This came out. I believe so. It's pretty. It pretty much started the whole slasher genre, which overtook the 80s by a storm. Yes. So that he kind of, this movie pretty much kicks. I don't know if it started, but it definitely kick started into high gear. Um, and just a silent assassin, kind of like you didn't know why he was doing this. Um, he never spoke. You didn't. See, you saw his face for a split second um, toward like the end of the movie. Um, I just always liked how he was portrayed, and it, it, he was just this pure evil character. Yes. With, with, you didn't, at the time, you didn't know his motive. Uh, you know, eventually in the later movies, you. A bunch of shit, you know, happens, and you find out why he does it and stuff like that. But for that first movie, you have no idea why he's doing it. He's just killing to just to kill. Mm-hmm. 
he may be brought up again, and I'm not going to say too much on it. So, mm-hmm. okay, because I, I have my own theory on on him. So, he right, may, so his name may be brought up later. So on. Two, all right, so we'll talk more when if if he comes up again. Yes. Okay. Do you remember? It goes by two names. It goes by either Leon or the professional, and that is Gary Oldman's character in its uh, Stansfield. Mm-hmm. Just a a guy you love to hate. It was just one of my favorite movies from. I say that was the early nineties, mid nineties. It was just a great movie, and it was pretty much that whole good guy versus bad guy. It was. Like, and it was the, essentially it was the opposite of what it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, the bad guy who was doing bad things, being a professional hitman, was the good guy, and the cop was the bad guy. And it was just, I, I, I loved his performance in it. It was, to me, probably out of my list, probably my, other than uh, Nurse Ratchet, probably my favorite character uh, as the villain. Okay. In this, I just I thought he played it great. It was it, it's still one of my favorite movies. So uh, I've seen it once, and it was a long time ago. Okay, I'm sorry, I don't have a lot to say on Leon. Was that his name? It was Leon the Professional, wasn't it? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a hitman. He was a hitman, and he befriended Natalie Portman when she was like six. Yeah, because th- this uh, Stansfield, I believe, killed her parents and her brother. Okay. It was, I think, like with a, might have been a drug deal. I haven't seen it in a while, and I'm trying to remember. It might have been a drug deal, or it was something. And he killed them. Now Leon took custody of, or you know, hid Natalie Portman, mm-hmm. trained her to be a a hitman. That's right. And you know, and it just turned into a war. And it was just great action sequences. And it was one of those movies that you almost wanted a sequel to it, but you're glad they didn't do it because they probably would have fucked it up. Mm-hmm. And that's what I liked about it. it. I could almost see them, especially with now, you know, they're not having any original movies and Natalie Portman being, you know, older, being around the age of what the professional was when he was training her mm-hmm. to have her come back and do something. Yeah, well, she got pretty big after that. I don't think it would be possible. But yeah, that I, I always liked him as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He was always really good in that role really? to me. So nice. <laughs> Number seven for me, Hans Gruber. Okay. From the very first Die Hard, he was a, a German terrorist, and he uh, held the uh, Nakatomi Plaza. All the, the Christmas party they're having, he held he held it hostage, um, so he could um, steal bonds. Right, it was like seven hundred million in bonds, something along those lines. Yeah. Um. You first of all, you gotta you gotta give credit where it's due, and that's to Alan Rickman, who is just so memorable as his character. Like he just played it so well. Yes. Um. And like, just, I mean, he's a terrorist, so I guess any terrorist is pretty much portrayed as an asshole, but just a, a evil piece of shit. Um, yeah. See, I, I'm, I'm twisted on him being evil. I think he was, he was essentially a person who just loved money. 
He just wanted money. Money and money. Uh, money is the uh, root of all evil. Yes, and he really, for a villain, he only had I think what one kill. Well, he had a whole organization working for him. Yeah, he was, and this is where I get a lot of. He would have been on my list, and there was a few people that I was thinking to be on there as a villain. But again, he didn't have that, if you will, kill count that okay. put him up in there. Um, from Bond, you have uh, Goldfinger, you have Biofold, you had guys like that. And I love the James Bond movies. I didn't put any of them on there. I guess maybe if I had to have an honorable mention, they would be in there, as well as Hans Gruber. Yeah, he um, he definitely is like a Bondish kind of villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're a Bond fan. You, you would agree with that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I just, I just love that. Maybe I just love the portrayal of the character more than the character. I, I don't know. I just oh, the portrayal of it definitely yeah. added to it. If if you had, I think, any other actor in there, it may not have been as good or believable. Definitely not. Definitely. I, I mean, maybe because we just know Alan Rickman as that, and that's it. Um, but uh, I just, uh, it just, uh, I wish that they didn't kill him off. Spoiler. So he could have if you didn't see it, then you... Well, listen, if you've never seen Die Hard and you're a guy, then check your testicles. Then you need to watch it at Christmas time, because it is a Christmas yeah. movie. And I have a Nakatomi Plaza Christmas Party t-shirt that I wore. We, uh, Me and the family went to the zoo yesterday. There's a Paramus zoo. Little okay. zoo. Yeah, it's like a little zoo. I had two people, two separate people, compliment the shirt. Okay. Yeah. All right, like I said, he he was he was he was definitely in consideration. He was on the list, and mm-hmm. we talked about it being a hard ten count, and he he did not make it because of that. Right. But he he would have if this could have been an expanded list, he would have he would have definitely been in there. Very nice. All right. From Inglorious Bastards, Hans Landa. Okay. The Jew Hunter, just <laughs> a. And again, this is essentially a Hans Gruber. Uh, what is it? Christoph Waltz played him perfectly. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really liked about it. And the fact that, you know, I, I do like uh, history in World War II. Just the, maybe it was, and I'm not a big uh, Tarantino fan, mainly because of him. His movies are great. But well, probably one of my <laughs> probably one of my favorite characters from any Tarantino movie. Okay, just it, everything about it, and the and the dynamic of him being kind of like the the sole bad guy against a group of guys. You know, it, it the hatred that they had for him really made you hate him. And then, obviously, knowing history as well, you know, it just it, again probably one of the most evil groups of people out there, the Nazis. It just such a great character. And the portrayal of it was excellent. Yeah, to me, um I've seen that movie a couple t- like maybe like twice and he always stood out. Like he was like the standout of that whole movie. And to the me. fact that how they ended it, it that he would have to kinda, you know, live that way. Yeah. That made it even better. It was almost uh it was more punishment than death. What what happened again? 
I believe they cut a uh, they cut something into his forehead. It might have been a, a swastika that's, in his head, yeah, and then sent some, them sent them away. That's yeah, it was something along those lines. That's right. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, because the guy from the office did it. I think. Did he? I don't remember. I think it was the guy from the office that did the carving. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. Hmm. But it was like a. It was to me a movie within a movie. And the movie was essentially the war. And it was about this group of people, this guy hunting and these guys hunting him. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like they were they were going at each other. That's what kind of think made him a better villain, too. It's not like they were they they hated each other and they were trying to fight each other. It was one guy had one mission and then this group had another mission. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really made it good, too. Yeah. It was, you know, like almost like worlds colliding. Gotcha. So. Okay. Uh, I might get a little slack, for, or uh, I might get some shit for this one. Just because he's not as high as a lot of people think he should be. Uh, that's Darth Vader. Okay. Um, the reason why I don't have him as high as... I, I, I think a lot of people consider Darth Vader to be probably the biggest villain of all time, or arguably the biggest villain of all time. But Darth Vader, for all intents and purposes, wasn't he? He wasn't always bad, and even no. when the fir- the original trilogy ended, he ended as a hero. He mm-hmm. saved Luke from the Emperor. Sac- pretty much sacrificed himself. Um, but when he became Darth Vader, well, I mean, he killed the kids. <laughs> he killed the Jedi kids, which is pretty damn bad. <laughs> Um, but he was a uh, he was a, a pretty bad bastard. He blew up a planet, um, and just made his life's work into eliminating the Jedi and having the dark side rule the galaxy. Um, and I love Darth Vader, and I couldn't put him higher than the next five because he had good in him. And he, I mean, you watch the original original trilogy, the prequels. Um, there's good throughout that. Like, he wasn't all bad. Even even during Empire, he wanted to save Luke and say, hey, join me. Let's, let's be father and son and rule the galaxy. He didn't want to kill his son or chop his hand off. He he wanted to team up with his son and, and like, hey, like, me and you can do this. Let's We can overtake the Emperor. We could be a team. Join me. Just come on. <laughs> come into the family yeah, business. <laughs> see, and this is, again, where... I- I didn't even have him on my list. Mm. I'm going to, spoiler, he's not on my list. Wow. And again, it's a little twofold with this. Out of the entire thing, is he really the biggest villain in Star Wars? Because again, what you said, he had good in him. He ended up being the essentially a hero at the end by saving Luke, um, throwing Palpatine down into the shaft or whatever the hell you wanted to call it. And Another big thing is you really, especially when the first movies came out, if you didn't know kind of the the background story to it with the prequels and all this, mm-hmm. he really, it was more of mystique yeah. than being evil. He didn't see him killing people. You didn't see him doing things. It was just, he had a, a temper. He, I think, wanted to be important, but he didn't want to rule. 
Are you sure? What do you mean he didn't want to rule? Yeah, he did. He didn't want to be the head guy, though. Um, He would almost almost be like the heavy next to the the mob boss, if you will. But the rule, I mean, I don't know how deep you go into Star Wars lore. The rule of two is there's always two guys, two, uh, two Sith Lords. And how it usually goes is the apprentice eventually kills the master and becomes you know, the head of the Empire, or the head of the Dark Side, or whatever. So his plan was, Luke be- can become my new apprentice secretly, we can overtake the Emperor, and then we can rule the Dark Side and the galaxy together. So he did want to rule. He just kind of was biding his time until he could, I mean, I guess he wanted his son, or whoever. Um, but he was he was waiting in the wings. Okay. I, he, I believe he, I mean... You watch the prequels. He be, he was sort of he became like the emperor's ap- apprentice, but in that original trilogy, I think he was kind of just he was biding his time. He was waiting for that right moment to kind of take him down, and then he could be the new master. All right, that's just that's just my. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's that's what it, what's going on, but that could be argued, I guess. All right, I I see where you're coming from with that, but yeah, I. I I, I did not have him in there. Interesting. All right, I am going to go. This one's gonna this one's gonna throw you for a loop, but let me explain it. And you may not even know the you may not even know the character or the movie. You might, but people might not. Okay. And I'm that ready. is Judith Fessbegler. I don't know. Maybe one of the most evil women out there. And she is from Saving Silverman. <laughs> That's right. Her name was <laughs> Just a evil bitch. Well, just a bitch. First off, I want to say an underrated classic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> underrated classic. What a great movie. And she, that re- <laughs> I love this pick. <laughs> <laughs> she is not on my list, but, but this is a great... I wish I thought of this one, because she was an evil cunt. Excuse my yes. language, but she... If you've seen the movie, she really was... She, t- I mean, she took a guy and just completely changed him. him. Yeah, em- you're right, emasculated him. Changed him completely, took him away from his friends. He couldn't be in the Neil Diamond cover band anymore. Uh, he... Just, be, I mean, like he, he hung out with his friends. He's like, "Oh, I gotta get back. I gotta pick Judith up." Like after two minutes of hanging out with them, yeah. Just, I mean, and listen, there's a most guys out there have been through this before, where you know you get with a girl and she overtakes your life. She is essentially the queen of whipping men. Oh yeah, definitely. The fact that he went down on her. And then she hands him a bottle of lube afterwards. Says it all about her. Mm-hmm. Just an evil, evil bitch. Without a doubt, that's a that's a fantastic pick, and that's a fantastic movie. Yes, if you haven't seen Saving Silverman. I highly suggest you watch that sometime soon. I don't know if it's on anything, but you can probably rent it on, on iTunes for like three bucks. I believe I have. Two DVDs of that, actually. I, I have it on DVD as well. It's it's a great movie, and it's, it's one I haven't watched in a while, and I might have to pick that up sometime soon and watch it. 
but that's a good pick. Yes. I, I thought I'd get a, I'd get, it would either be a completely hated by you or completely loved. No, I, I love that pick. And I agree that, sh- that she should be that high because she was one evil bitch. Yes. <laughs> All right, my number five. We're going in the top five now. And that is, uh, I don't know if you know, you probably heard of this character, but I don't think you know because I don't think you ever watched these movies before. Oh, that's Lord Voldemort. From yes, Harry... I, I, I love Harry Potter. Oh, oh, wow, okay, great. So you'll have a lot to say then. Um, he is the main villain in the Harry Potter series. Um, yes. Basically, he he gave... Uh, everyone knows Harry Potter. He has a lightning scar on his head. He gave that to him. Um, he is... He is all of... I mean, it's almost kind of like Nazi Germany kind of thing. Like, he wanted just pure blood... Wizards. That was his thing. Like he didn't like the mix. Like the um, like Harry Potter's half wizard, half uh, human. Yes. He did not like that impurity in in a wizard. So his thing is he wanted to kind of eliminate all. Like I guess you can call them half breeds, for lack of a better term. He wanted a full Aryan wizard. Don't yeah, pretty. I mean, pretty, it's almost Hitlerish. Like that's what he yes. kind of wanted. He wanted to just have. A world full of just wizards, and that's it. He wanted to eliminate the human race, anyone who had human blood in them, gone. And that's pretty much almost in that entire school of wizards. They're mostly half human, half wizards. Well, for the, the main characters, at least. Um, yeah. I just think he was so angry because he couldn't blow his nose. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably true. <laughs> but my favorite but, thing uh, before you go on, my favorite thing about that series with this character is that he's not in like the first couple of movies or books. Like he's mentioned, like they say like, Oh, you know who? And like the name that shouldn't be said, it's almost like a slow burn buildup to this main event character that just comes. I think it's the fourth movie or the fifth movie Yes, in the middle of the whole saga, which is not really, I mean, for the most part, like the main bad guys in the first movie and then trickles down through, but, I mean, it's a build-up to this character. Mm-hmm. He's probably, for a movie, he's gotten the most heat for not being on screen. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, he, his his presence hung over all the mo- those first couple of movies or books or whatever you do, but he wasn't really there. It was pretty much other... It was like minor villains kind of... Yeah, taking the spotlight, and then and then finally, like it's you know, it's like a video game. Like he's like that end level boss, the end of the game boss that just kind of comes in and is like a, a just a juggernaut. Okay, I, I I do like it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw him out just to get him out there. Uh, Mike Myers. Okay. <laughs> the thing I like about him is. You have all of these 80s slasher movies, and all of them are more of the, I don't know if you could say it this way, science fiction-y. You had Chucky being um, the soul of a serial killer. Freddy Krueger gets murdered, and he's brought back as this uh, thing. Michael, Ma- or um, excuse me, Jason Voorhees, who comes in and is essentially a dead person. This is a guy. This is just a normal guy. Mm -hmm. He's a guy. He's just a human being who's evil. Mm 
And that's what I liked about him. I mean, you, you could definitely make an argument for the other ones, and that's why I didn't put them in my list, mm -hmm. because he was the most human-relatable character out there of the slasher genres. And that's why I liked him the best. It did get a little bit, you know, unrealistic towards the end when, you know, he just wouldn't die. Yeah. But just the fact that he was so menacing... And you had that that real life thing to him. Yeah, I that's think, what I liked about. I him. think that's what made him so scary. Is that, especially in that first movie, is that it's this, that shit happens. Like normal people do kill dozens of other people by yes. themselves. Like it, this, it's a realistic. I mean, you're right. It, it got in like the fourth and the fifth and the sixth and so on. Like he got, you know, he was killed and he got brought back and all. He definitely took some Jason characteristics into those movies yeah. but in that first movie and even in the second movie a little bit he um he's just a normal dude and just you hate yeah yeah so that's where i'm gonna throw him in in that okay uh so you mentioned 80 slasher movies and this is not on your list but he's on mine and that's freddy krueger okay um and i'm gonna go a step further with it that he was always a piece of shit. <laughs> um, Freddy Krueger was a child killer slash molester uh -huh. who was killed by the um, the parents. I think they, they burned his house down. If they locked him in the yes. house, they burned the house down. They locked him in the house and burned it down. Yeah. Um, and he, he was created as, I guess, I don't, I, I, demon's not a right word for it. I can't really figure out what he is, but um, basically it's, I mean, everyone knows the story of Freddy Krueger. You don't fall asleep. He gets in your dreams. Um, the character became more comedic over time. Yes. But those first couple of movies, uh, I mean, it's what, I mean, I love the premise of it is just that everyone loves to sleep. Mm -hmm. Everyone loves going to sleep. But imagine, like, you can't go to sleep. Like, imagine just being afraid to go to sleep. And I, I, I think, just, I don't know, it just, I love that aspect of the character, that it just, and maybe just the movies that kind of bring that out, but the Freddy Krueger character always hit, like, a good note with me, like, I loved, I, I just, I love the character, and I love just that he's just pure, he's, he's evil, like, there's no good in him at all, even yes. before he was burned alive and became this uh, demonic presence he just, I mean, it doesn't get more shitty than someone who kills kids and molests them, so. So your favorite Saved by the Bell episode was when Jesse was trying to uh, study for the SATs? <laughs> um, only for the songs. In the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. My next pick, you may not like it, this, but I'm going to explain why. Is this the left field one? <laughs> It's a little bit, yes. Okay. But again, it's it's a set, it, I didn't think of it with the Terminator like this when I first put it on there. But it would it would not be Jack Torrance. Mm. It would be the hotel. Now now before you go on, um I agree with that. I I did not put Jack Torrance in here because he was fine to begin with and the hotel possessed him. Mm-hmm. So and that I, I that's a good that's a good pick. So you can, you can go on. I'm sorry. Yeah, it would be, 
I mean, the hotel was just evil. Mm-hmm. It was an evil place. It possessed someone. It turned a seemingly normal guy, for I mean, other than the alcoholism, into this like bloodthirsty human. Mm-hmm. Again, it, it, the human factor of it, and it's the what it did to him. It took over. It encompassed him. And even uh, did you watch Doctor uh, Sleep? I read the book, but I didn't. I didn't okay. see the. I didn't see the movie. We watched the movie. It was again. It just shows how even in the second one, how the hotel is dormant now, but it still possesses just that that insatiable thing to maim and murder and kill and change the perception of people. And I just thought that the hotel was. It could have done it to anyone. It could have mm-hmm. done it, you know. It happened to Jack, but it could have happened to anyone else. Right. So that's what I liked about it is that it. You have a character that's displaying it, but it's not where it's coming from. Okay. It's the possession of him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. I, I and he, I mean, it's a it's. It's a um, iconic character. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, that's the thing. He was possessed. He, he wasn't really. Jack Torrance, who was this, well, it was Jack Torrance killing, but the hotel warped his mind to do it. And see, the thing that always I liked about it, and it always made me think, and I I never, I haven't read a book in forever, so I didn't read it like you, but at the end of The Shining, where they, they show the picture of him standing there, and it was, you know, 30 years before that, it made you, like... I always questioned Jack and how it was. If he was a reincarnation, it how was that? But was he was he in the picture thirty years? I thought. See, what I thought was he was put in the picture at the end because the hotel gained his spirit. Like that was just another soul that the that house it, has. It now. took over. Yes, and that's why it's, he's in the picture now. That everyone in that picture is their soul is in the house, the, uh, the hotel. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I liked about it. And I always thought that the ho- that, that was a great villain. Uh, the name of the hotel is the overlook. Yes. Okay. So, uh, you might not know the name I'm about to say out, but you definitely know the movie from what, which it is from. This is my number three pick. And the name is Pazuzu. Okay. Yes, I do. Where's it from, Tom? It is from The Exorcist. Very good. Very good. Because not a lot of people would know that. They just know the little girl. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out. This is my... This would be my number what two pick then. Oh, really? Yes. So, wow, we could just bleed right into each other then. Uh, so, Pazuzu is a demon. Um... That was it. Was obviously created for the Exorcist movies. Um, it is. Um, he's. They describe him as a combination of animal and human parts. Uh, the body of a man, the head of a lion, um, eagle-like talon feet, wings, a scorpion's tail, and a serpentine penis. Yes. <laughs> Which I don't know. <laughs> it's just fucking bizarre. I mean, that's one scary motherfucker right there. Yes. 
I've uh, seen a few of those walking out of a bar at 3 a.m. <laughs> I'm sure you have. <laughs> Especially the ones you go to. Uh, <laughs> um, possesses Linda Blair's character Reagan in the very first Exorcist, and uh, uh, just, um, I mean, it doesn't really get more evil than that, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's not really much to say. It's just, it's a demon. I mean, he possesses the little girl. She goes uh, batshit crazy. Spins her head around. Masturbates with a crucifix. Vomits pea soup. Vomits pea soup. Yeah. He's in the middle of a dinner party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just, it, it, just such a great bad guy. And for that time, probably, I would say, the scariest character to date when it came to a movie because not only was it scary where it actually made people um like violently sick in these movies they they added to it because there was rumors of them putting in smells them putting things on seats it really amplified a horror movie right oh yeah i mean it's definitely was a movie that was um i don't know if the word ahead of its time is right um, I think it kind of, because I, I think if it came out now, I don't think people, there's so many exorcism movies. Um, this really kind of just came at a time where no one really saw something like that before. Um, you've heard stuff like people fainted in the movie theater and had to be taken on ambulances and shit like that. Yes. Uh, this was from, I think, 1976, I want to say, around that time. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't really... You don't. You didn't get that kind of shit back then. And I don't think you've had anything since then being that way. Um, maybe the Blair Witch. In terms because of what, it, like just like that was more psychological. Though. Yeah. I mean, you. But I, this was. There's always. I, I'd say. I mean, you have so many movies these days with possession, like those um those Conjuring movies and Paranormal Activity and all that other crap, but. This one really kind of, it, it set the bar and it set the bar high. Very high. Because it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's if you're a horror movie person, like, it's a must watch. Like, you have to see, the, you're not a horror movie, um, horror movie fan. Yeah, if you've never seen this movie. Because it really, even if it doesn't really scare you as much as a lot of movies today, like, it, it you, you, you're, you're thinking about it afterwards. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's it, it sits with you for a while. If you showed this, and again, right now if we watched it, it wouldn't really affect us. But if I showed this to my daughters, they wouldn't sleep for a week. Oh, yeah. And my, it's it's 40 years old. My, um, I, I mentioned, my dad used to let me watch all those hard, like, Halloween, Freddy Krueger, Jason. Like, I was watching all those movies before I was 10. But would not show me this movie. And for he's like, when you're older, I'll let you watch it. You can't watch it. <laughs> and yeah. he was probably right because uh, I don't think <sighs> I, I don't think I would have slept for a while. <laughs> and then add in the fact what made it even better was the the music. Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, probably one of the better where it it definitely terrifies you off of just the sound. The ominous sounds, things like that. There was a... I would say it's probably my second most suspense, suspenseful music type thing. There was a... Uh, it was a World War 
I believe, one movie that came out maybe two years ago. And it didn't have a lot of action in it, but just the, the sounds, the, the music, the score of it mm-hmm. made you just like, you sat at the edge of your seat because you're like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And that's kind of the way the music was in this. And that's what I really liked about what it. What movie was that? I can't think of the uh, what it is now. I can look it up. I don't know if I'll be able to get it, but it was just... It's not the one with Andrew Garfield, is it? No, no. Did you... Did you I forget the name of it. That was... Uh... Hacksaw, Hacksaw Ridge, I think it was called. Yes. Okay. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a really good movie, and and the uh, the demon is pretty fucking evil. <laughs> yeah. Should I go to my number two? Yes, you, you can. Okay. So this one, you might not think should be this high, but I put this this character this high. Uh, I think it's the most quoted villain or character. Of all time. Definitely one of the most quoted. Uh, that's the Wicked Witch of the West. Okay. Um, uh, so, just pretty much... Um, wants, to, <laughs> wants Dorothy's shoes, I guess. Basically, I think these red, the red, the red slippers, they, they have this power with them. And she wants this power and does everything possible to get these shoes from Dorothy... Um, but there's not much good in her. Um, I ranked her high because of that. There's, she just, for no rhyme or reason, just wants these shoes and, and is willing to kill this girl for the shoes. It sounds retarded what I'm saying, but I just, I think she's such an iconic villain that you couldn't have this list without putting her up there somewhere in there. And, and maybe she's not number two. There's a lot of people out there, but I, just because she's so iconic, I couldn't really rank her low. Just, just for me. Okay. Not to cut you off, I'm, I'm just gonna throw this out. It was Dunkirk. Oh, Dunkirk. Okay. Just a great score. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, not, probably one of the earliest real villains that was a female. Yeah, absolutely. That, I would say the first, probably, in that sense. Maybe, maybe, because uh, you had Snow White, but it was a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that would have been, I think that was earlier than that. Might have been, yeah. But for just an evil person, she, she had flying monkeys. She just, again, wanted These one thing. Yeah. She wanted one thing, and it encompassed her. Mm-hmm. It made her... Where you get that evil from, it's you focus so much in on one thing, and that's all you think about. It, it controls your life. Yeah. So I get where you're coming obsessed. from. With that. She was obsessed with this power. Mm-hmm. And you don't really know why she wanted them. They, they, they never really explain. I mean, I know it's based off a book, so maybe it goes into detail there. But in the movie, they never really said why she wanted these slippers. Yeah. So, the, I mean... You don't really think about it while you're watching the movie because so much other stuff's going on, but it's just, um, she wanted them. That's all you knew, and she was willing to do anything to get these these things off this girl. Essentially, what you could say to make it a modern movie would be Gollum with the uh, One mm-hmm. Ring. It just, it literally corrupted her mind to take possession of these. Yeah. So, all right, I like that. I like that. Thank you. 
So I guess this is my number one. All right. I'm going to go with Bruce. Lee? Bruce the Shark. <laughs> from Jaws. Because, again, a great villain. Mm. A, a man-eater. But he... Again, he's a villain, but it's not that he's has any hate in his heart. It's it's just this is his life. His life is to eat. It's to survive. Mm-hmm. And just everything about it was great. Just the buildup of it, the music, everything about him being in this position made him great. And you, again, the psychology of it is, what is the psychology? It's just... This is his life. There was no reason for him doing this other than feeding. And it's just, it's one of the basic things that, if you will, can cause evil. Mm-hmm. You know, people will steal for food. People will murder for food. It's a basic thing that you need. If civilization shut down right now, there could be a Bruce anywhere. Yeah. And that's what made him so good. And the fact that, again, his first kill, you don't even see him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the mystique of it. And the fact that they hunted this other shark, they got this other shark, they thought it was him. And it was <laughs> It's the fact that there could be, there's Bruce's everywhere. What I like about that also is that you're right. It's a shark. That's, that's, he's just doing what nature he does what sharks do. Yeah, he, he does what sharks do. But at the same time, he knew those three guys were on that boat uh-huh. going after him. Like, so there was that part. Like he, the, I don't know if the right what the right word would be, but he knew that they were coming after him, so he was going after them first. Absolutely. Because like, why else would he attack a boat when he had a, a, a ocean full of kids on rafts? <laughs> or fish in the sea. Or fish in the sea. So he like. There is some vengeance in, yes. that, in that in that shark, and it's. I mean, you, you have the Moby Dick story. Mm-hmm. You know him and Ahab going at each other, and there was a a hatred between the two of them. And again, um, I don't know if it was for what the whale was in Moby Dick, but orcas do have that. They they remember things. It was a white whale. You know, they uh, an orca will come after you. And remember you. It's kind of like an elephant. And they, they have this great sense of memory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Workers, uh, they definitely know. Like, that was, um, I mean, SeaWorld's had many incidents where trainers were killed. Yes. So that's what kind of made it even a little bit better. And it was the fact that it was a, a villain that didn't talk, that didn't, you, know, you barely saw him. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't out there. He wasn't stalking you in the essence of being on land and being able to get you anywhere. He could only get you at a certain spot. And the fact that they went out to get him, mm-hmm. it, it's definitely, if you will, that good versus evil as just a great villain. I, li- I like that pick as number one a lot. He, uh, Jaws was my was in my runner-up category. Okay. Um, and that, the reason why it didn't is because of uh, that, I mean, you don't. You're right. He, it's a shark. There's no narrative behind the behind the uh, the animal. It's just that's what he does. 
it's what he does. And that's why I didn't put him on here, but I, I kind of wish I did after after you talking about it. But um, my number one is uh, Emperor Palpatine. Oh, all right. Um, again, like uh, just uh, um, this just pure evil. Even in the prequel trilogy, just being like that puppet master behind the scenes, kind of pulling the strings of the Senate and the Jedi, and he has all these people doing his bidding without them knowing that they're actually doing it. Oh yeah. Then obviously becomes the Emperor, um, pulling the strings of Darth Vader to kind of just uh, he he's the mind behind what you kind of said. He was like the mob the mob uh, the mob leader. Uh-huh. Um, and I like it. What's interesting the fact is that they never really explained why he is like that. They yes. never went into it. Like he he's just an evil guy. There's no backstory to the Emperor at all. I don't think there's ever been anything... Maybe there is out there. If you're really into Star Wars, you could probably let us know. Um, but if you're just a casual fan, like, I'm I, I'm pretty... I'm not... I wouldn't say I'm a little... I'm, I think I'm a little more than casual, but... Mostly people just watch the movies. They don't really go deep into that Star Wars uh, lore. But, um... You don't know why he does what he does. He's just... The dark side just in, in bra- just encompassed him, and that's how he Drunk is. Drunk on power. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. He's, he's just he wants power, and that's it. So maybe that's his, that maybe that's the backstory. He just wants power, and he'll do anything to get it. Very good pick. And again, Wait. I didn't want to get into the the Star Wars type thing, so that's where I kind of left them off. Mm-hmm. But it definitely would be in the honorable mention, if you will, because yeah, of that. I almost left the Star Wars people off, also. But to me, there, what I mean, what other category would you put in? Unless you did like a list for Star Wars people. But to me, like Star Wars, are, it's they were movies first, you know, before yeah. anything else. So I think they they kind of belong on on my list. But to me, he uh, more so. I mean, Vader's always remembered as the big bad guy in. The Star Wars movies, especially to the casual fan, but Palpatine's the one who made Vader who he is. He orchestrated all those events to get that power, and be, and become and to turn Anakin Skywalker into Darth Vader. Essentially, a great a great criminal mind, if you will. Yeah, to be able to put all of these itty bitty pieces in the play. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you would almost consider like a great chess player. Yeah, you know, I'll sacrifice my pawn here. I'll do this. It. He definitely played a the long game, if you will, for being a bad guy, and it worked out almost perfect for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it, it was a fifty fifty decision. You know, Luke could have just said, "You know what? Hey, I do like this," and everything would have been worked out perfect. Yeah. Yep. And a, a great pick. I, I do like that. Thank you. Thank you. I guess maybe you could say that some people may be listening to this and there was a few that I was kind of circling the, uh, the pool with and my wife brought up one and it was, uh, from misery, uh, Annie Wilkes. She was one of my runners up. Definitely an evil woman. Uh, so I I guess maybe we should give them credit. Yeah. I just, I just watched misery just a few months ago. Um, just, I mean, she's evil in a crazy way. You know, oh, yeah. there's some mental shit going on there. I mean, obviously she was obsessed with the author. 
uh, James Con. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, she uh, that's a that's a really good pick as well. Yeah. Um, I had uh, one of my runners up were was a uh, Buffalo Bill from gotcha. Silence of the Lambs. A lot of people. Like, I did put Hannibal Lecter on here because you don't really see Hannibal Lecter do anything. He's just a cannibal that's in prison talking to Jodie Foster. But you see Buffalo Bill in action. Yes. Any guy who, who tucks his penis between his legs and dances around, there's, there's something not right there. Yes. He, he would have definitely been one. And, again, I know a lot of people would say Hannibal Lecter being up there. Mm-hmm. And you're right, though. He Up until the movie Hannibal, you don't see him actually acting on anything. Yeah. It's more, again, the mystique of him. Right. Uh, I know some other ones that we may get get a little bit of heck for. Um, Leatherface. Right. You know, definitely a, a great character on that. And this one we may get a little bit for was Norman Bates. Yeah, I um, he was in my runners-up as well. And I really, as I'm making this list, I was trying to find a spot to put him. And I just, for some reason... I, I just, especially because in that first movie, like, he only kills one person. Or maybe two. No, he kills two, right? Two. Which, I mean, again, like, maybe because it, it was made in the early 60s, like, and, like, killing two people was just enough at the time. And maybe if that movie was made today, it'd be, like, a killing spree. But I couldn't, I just couldn't really justify putting him over everyone else on my list. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah, that's a good pick as well. Yeah, I mean, this one, I guess you could say he was a villain. Um, commun- com- I can never pronounce his name right. It was uh, the Emperor from uh, Gladiator. Oh, okay. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix's right, uh, character. Right. Communist, communist, something like that. Yeah. But just a, a great bad guy because he just had that that arrogance to him. Mm-hmm. He was, he was, he was, he made the list and then I dropped him out. Okay. So. Uh, another guy who, who, I had him when I was writing names down, but he, uh, he was like the first cut to go, uh, the sheriff of Nottingham. Okay. From Robin Hood, also played by Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh, another one to go. Uh, I said the T-1000 already. Um, so you said your list. I thought, when you said you had a controversial one on there, I thought you were going to put Daniel LaRusso on there. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I really thought you had him. <laughs> he is an asshole. So I was surprised, but yeah. <laughs> And this one would have been a great one. And the mainly, I think the fact that I didn't put him on there was because he was a real person. And it was uh, Amon Goth from Schindler's List. Oh, okay, okay. Just an evil guy. I mean, but it, again, it, it he's a character, but he's a real person. So that's where I didn't really want to get a real person on there. Mm-hmm. Because... It's not like someone made him up. To me, I think having all these characters, they have to be imagined. Yeah, I mean, that'd be like saying Hitler is number two. Mm-hmm. You know, like, obviously, I mean, these are real world people. <laughs> they don't really belong on a fictitious movie list. 
Yes. You know, and that's saying like, oh, Emperor Palpatine's way worse than Hitler was. It's good. That's just and, wrong but, on so I mean, many just levels. an evil guy. And he was on there, and then I started thinking about it. I'm like, I can't have him on there because he's not a, a character. Yeah. In the sense of a, of a movie. Mm-hmm. He's a person. Right, right. So. But those are my honorable yeah, mentions. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. I like your list. Judith, was, I think Judith should have been higher. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> There was a fight with it. I mean, I, just a out of probably out of all of my characters, she would probably be the most real that you could get. Oh, hands down, hands down, because that shit that happens. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it's happened to some friends of ours over the years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, definitely, I, I think. One of my favorites that I, I I thought of, I'm like, this is a good one. I gotta get her in there. That's a good. She didn't even come on my radar. That's a really good one. I like that. Yeah, but for anyone who hasn't seen that movie, they need to see it. It's oh, just definitely. a great movie. Definitely. Funny. It, it, oh. Yeah, it, it's a, it's for me at least. It, it hits on all cylinders. Yes. It's it's one of those movies where if it's on. I'll stop what I'm doing and I'll watch it. It hasn't been on regular TV in probably a long, long time either. It used to be on HBO all the time, I remember. And, like I said, the great thing... Uh, probably my favorite Jack Black movie. Probably my favorite Jason Biggs movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely my favorite Amanda Peet movie. Everyone in it... That's my favorite movie with them in it. Yeah. In, it might even be Steve Zahn. I, uh, I think everyone, and, and uh, Arlie Emery, everyone in that, other than maybe, he, it might be my second favorite movie with him in it. What did you do with the body? <laughs> Ate it. Alive. <laughs> him pinching a loaf in the front yard, oh, everything was, about it. He was fantastic in that movie. Just the crazy coach. <laughs> and the best part about that was, like, you have him as just such a serious guy, mm-hmm. a drill instructor, and the fact that he could throw out comedy that good, it was great. Uh, he's, uh, I, I believe we did an episode, when he passed, we were, we were doing the pod, I think we talked about it. he. Yes. What a great actor that guy was. I was, that's one of those guys, when I heard he passed, I was really, I was pretty upset. Just because I enjoy, I he's one of he's a, one of those actors. If I saw him in a movie, I would check it out just to check out his like performance, you know. But yeah, definitely, definitely a great movie, and I'm I'm happy I thought about that because I I was racking my brain with this list for a while, and I had people coming on and off. Yeah, and when all of a sudden when I thought about that, I'm like, D- D- I got to get her up in there. Yeah. I, just a just a great character but it could really be an, a human character and a not a human character but someone that we know definitely oh yeah you know again the most real character that we have mm-hmm. on the list yeah very nice well if uh if you have any names to add, you could follow us on Twitter, Bullring PC, Instagram, Bullring PC, Facebook under Joe Tom or Bullring PC. 
We are on Podbean, Podcoin, Spotify, Google Apps, uh, Google Podcasts, I'm sorry, uh, Apple Music. Uh, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Please rate and review us. We are going into our favorite month. Yeah. Uh, so this is kind of the kickoff of the, the spooky season, if you will. The next episode, I don't know if you remember, what because we, we plan out the, the full, you know this episode, the next episode. The next episode, I'm very excited about. Yes. Talk about. Do you remember what it is? No. <laughs> Why'd you say yes? <laughs> you just lied. <laughs> if you want to give a spoiler, I think you can give a spoiler. I'll just say a letter. B. Okay. Well, if you want to find out what it is, tune tune in next week. I'm Joe. I'm Tom. See you next week for the letter B, right here on Bulls in the Ring. Right.